In this city, on this street, in this apartment. Hi, are you Allison Jones? I'm Hedra Carlson. Hedra, that's unusual. When can you move in? An ad for a roommate brought a stranger into Allison's life. Someone. Beautiful. Who shares. What's well, kind of fun having a girlfriend again? Someone. Do you guys know when you'll be back? I uh, know it's kind of an anniversary tonight. Really? Who cares? Where the hell have you been? Making me feel like I'm 16 years old here. Someone who borrows. I've got a surprise for you. You've got to be kidding. I love myself like this. It was like looking at myself. It was scary. Someone who steals. Hey, sleepy guy. Ellie? No, not Ellie. Someone who would kill to be her. Possible blood stains. She's a lunatic, Allie. She needs me. How do you lock the terror out? Don't let me come get you! When you already invited it in. Look at me! Bridget Fonda. I know you weren't yourself when you did this thing. Jennifer Jason Lee. I know. I was you. White female. Living with a roommate can be murder. We're back. Welcome back to another quarantine tacular episode of the show. Edition. Boys and girls. My name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, boy. We just finished watching the movie. Yeah, we Like a mere moment ago. Turned it off seconds ago. And, I mean, this is exploitation at its finest. Well, I should probably mention that we had an Instagram story poll of my uh, kind of two exploitation movies. It was Single White Female, Beat Out. Notes on a Scandal, ah. which I feel like are two movies kind of cut from the similar fabric. Sure. I can fully talk for two hours on Notes on a Scandal, <laughs> but that is not, today is not the Notes on no, a Scandal episode. it's not that day. It's a different day for it's that. It's a different day. We are talking about single white female yes, with our friend, Jose Galvez. Jose Galvez. Yay! Welcome to the show, Jose. Let's see. It's nice to put something in my calendar, so thank you. It's uh, <laughs> wonderful to have something scheduled. I mean, yeah. yeah. We know that you have a lot going on. You didn't have to move a bunch of things around to get here. I yeah. mean, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jose Galvez from Very Special oh. Television, an amazing podcast that yeah. you may have heard of. Also from Ooh. Jose Galvez Music. Oh, my goodness. From the band Ozma. He's a, he's, he's a, a jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And a master of none. Just kidding. Yep. <laughs> so we were on a Zoom call with all the guys the other day, and you randomly dropped in the conversation that you saw a single white female at the old Sunset Five, and I immediately, I immediately was like, "Oh, wait a minute, we're going to be doing sun, like single white female within like the next couple weeks. You should just come on for the episode." Well, it's funny. I actually saw it at the Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, that's right. Isn't that? 
Isn't no. that the Sunset Five? No, di- I, no, in Sierra Madre. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I there's a, I've, I've watched a lot of movies at the LA Fitness and the Trader Joe's. Yeah, uh, that that's what they are now, but that's not what they were in the '90s when I uh, would walk to the movie theater. And it had that gigantic so, screen, right? T two was amazing. On it. And, <laughs> I feel like I saw Moulin Rouge at that uh, at that theater. They had long since knocked that theater down when I moved to Pasadena. Oh yeah, it was it was the way of the dodo. By the time you got mm-hmm. here, I used to go to that LA Fitness though. It is a lovely LA Fitness. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just uh, canceled my subscription. Oh, so- <laughs> my my subscription to Gold is on hold. Uh, you on, shouldn't have canceled pause. it. You, you shouldn't have canceled it. They would have just held it. Ask it. They canceled everything, so I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna. Sure. I'm kind of worried about this virus anyway, so I'm just probably not gonna go. So, yeah, I was yeah. in that weird no man's land week where we were just like, what do we do? Yeah, yeah. Well, at any rate, we watched single white. Fi- Jose, did you pay for this movie? Did you bootleg uh, it? I had a, uh, Carlos Espinel had his mom was a manager there and would give us these one dollar tickets, so we would <gasps> movies for a dollar, and they were like gold when you would give them that so it was good to be friends with him yeah. um, but i think this was the movie where i brought a can of soda and i sat in the back i snuck in and it rolled all the way to the front <laughs> oh my god that's amazing <laughs> I'm like i'm terrified terrified <laughs> sodas rolling down the theater people we, are looking back what we used to do that in college but it was beer <laughs> yeah but that was a college town yeah People knew like college students were drinking beer. This is like a family movie theater in Sierra Madre. Definitely run, not was, a family movie, though. No, this nope. is not a family movie. I was not. I ninety two. Uh, no, I wasn't seventeen. No, not at all. Ninety two was released August eleventh, yeah. nineteen ninety two. I should also mention that this movie is directed by Academy Award nominated director Barbette Schroeder and written by Don Ruse. Do you think? Uh, do you think Babette Schroeder directed the entire movie in a French maid uniform? <laughs> <laughs> His name is Barbette, but it is a man, Barbette Schroeder. Did I say Babette? No, you said Barbette. Barbette. I, I like to call him Babette. I like a lot of Barbettes. <laughs> you know, am I, am I going to make this bullseye on, uh, <laughs> in this darts round? I, I, don't, I don't place a lot of Barbettes. I'm not that kind of guy. Um. So, okay, you saw this movie in the movie theater, Jose. I saw this on VHS. We were way too young to be watching this, like, sexual, like... I mean, these were the good old days of uh, erotic thrillers. This movie was erotic. That's the only way I can describe it as erotic. A single light on in this entire movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Moonlight the whole way through. Yes. yes. There's beautiful, like, shadows on the walls from the bars, too. Yes, the bars on the, on the, on the you know, fire escape and just, like, gauzy curtains everywhere. It's a very beautifully directed movie. Sure. It just looked like a Celine Dion video. Um, Bonnie, but, Tyler. Bonnie Tyler. Yes. And also, also, like, maybe, like, CK1. There could be, like, like a Calvin Klein, like, fragrance commercial going on in one of the rooms of this fabulous apartment. This apartment is crazy. And this apartment is, like, kind of a version of the Dakota where John Lennon was shot. Just these old New York apartment buildings. Right. Well, so the intro uh, of the establishing shot of the apartment building, the first thing I said to Scott was, that, did Chucky live in this building? Because doesn't it look... Doesn't it look like it, that 
seemed like the, the, the building was going to play a part. Oh, for sure. But also in the very first Child's Play movie, it looks like this building, but it's actually not the same building. I actually part. think the Child's Play building is in Los Angeles. Oh. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, this uh, there there's so much nudity in this movie. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Just nudity for the sake of nudity. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. nudity's sake, and it's definitely, uh, you know, I feel like these two actresses at the time were, you know, they were name actresses. They were not, like, newcomers, not ingenues. Like, we knew who they were. I mean, they were one from, like, a acting family dynasty. Yeah. The and, Fondas. And, and there's just, like, full-on, like, breastesses in, like, every other scene. That's mostly JJL, though. Yes, definitely. There's a lot of uh, J- Jennifer Jason Lee boobage. Uh Unwanted? I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go there. It's just unsexy, but it's just her character. But I think what's interesting about the nudity is that I don't think it feels too male gazy. I think it's it, not gratuitous. It does. I mean, it's gratuitous, but I don't think it feels like. I don't know. It's not there for like the straight yes. guy to like jerk mm-hmm. off to because like Jennifer Jason Lee exactly just, like, right. In the shower, you know, after she just murdered someone, you know, and she's just coming out of it. I think it's there kind of to kind of illustrate her character and how, like, just she's a weirdo, you know, and she's just, like, inappropriate. And a lot of it's just, like, the inappropriate nudity around, like, her – these new friends and the boyfriend and all that and just, like, I'm in my panties. Like, here's, feels, <laughs> here's feels, boobs. Feels very European. Yeah, but – it's just that girl. Like, Jennifer mm-hmm. Jason Lee is playing, like, that girl. Right? Okay. What is your opinion on Jennifer Jason Lee? Just as, you know, when you see her on screen, you go, like, oh, Jennifer <laughs> Jason Lee's on. I, cool. I'm a big Jennifer Jason Lee fan because I like there's something a little off-hinged about her. Yeah. That that she's just not your, your kind of run-of-the-mill of the time of the ingenue. I think that she has a little bit of an edge to her. Right. And I think that when she's, like, cast well in a movie, she's really fun to see on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, I th- I think she's uh, – I think she's probably described a lot as quirky, right? Sure. Because she's, like, yeah. a character. Like, quirky. She – for me, I – okay, guys, I find her – Extremely annoying. <laughs> 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 One of my favorite shows on Netflix, and every time she comes on the screen, I just go, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh no! But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I've I mean, sorry, Jennifer, if you're listening, but <laughs> we know you are. She's a subscriber. You know, and I uh, there's I had no idea. I googled this. I just googled this, and I said, oh. "Why is Jennifer Jason Lee annoying?" And a page came up. Oh wow. At miannoying.com, which I had to know is a thing, and it it has a full list of why she's annoying, like a pretty good one. It's oh. kind of that voice, that kind of draw. Like Wait, one, she kind one of, of the one of the entries are she admits to kicking her older sister in the boobs, kicking her in the boobs, yeah, and she sued her hairstylist for ten million dollars. Oh fuck! Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> I need it so, for a. I, I just, I'm probably going to go down a rabbit hole on this website. Yeah. This is- I mean, did the hairstylist, like, uh, kill her okay. Kill her dog or something? What the fuck? Um, her hair was supposed to be dyed platinum blonde, but turned rust color and started falling out. That'll happen if you go too fast from a dark color. 
You know, you got to get, there's levels. There's levels that you got to go. $10 million is crazy. Jose, did you see Marriage Story? I did not see Marriage Story. So Scarlett Johansson's character is allegedly based on Jennifer Jason Leigh. Mm. Oh, is that what's his name's ex-wife? Yeah, it's it's Noah Bombeck's ex-wife that, that. Uh, he left. He left her for Greta Gerwig. Oh, God, these white people. Perfect. Yeah, these white people have nothing better to do than just like make movies about being rich and white and passing their right. children back and forth. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for them. Dude. I I haven't seen Marriage Story. I don't know if it's any good. <laughs> I like Marriage Story. <laughs> it's supposed to be great. But um, uh, I, 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 to- I see what you're saying, Jose, about Jennifer Jason Leigh. There is just- something very off-putting about her, but I think that's why she's well-used in movies. Well, I don't, I, I don't think she's that good. Every <laughs> <laughs> single movie I see, I see her, I get this feeling, ugh, gosh. And it's not her character because, right. I don't know, Cause she's a different way and. I find myself repeating the things when she delivers something. I repeat it, and then you know, and like in a way that would be delivered yeah. better. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, okay. Why did you say it like that? You know? <laughs> oh man! See, well, at, at least in this movie, it works for Hedra because Hedra is just supposed to be super annoying. So yeah. at least it kind of plays to her favor here because, because fuck Hedra, like what this. This bitch, like from the first scene she walks in, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "Why is she going? Why she? She's asking this broad to move in. Why? Because like the water like squirted on her. Who cares? So, did you notice who was on the stack of applicants of the people that were applying for the roommate? And, Helen Hunt, and she would take a picture of it. No, Emilio Estevez's sister. Well, okay, oh, yeah. The 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 one girl that was like she was like oh like it was the last girl before Jennifer Jason Lee walked right. in and you thought she was gonna get, go for her that girl is Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen's sister she played Betty Finn in Heather's why couldn't she just get Betty Finn to be her roommate I mean yeah for for you gays that are it listening solved a lot of grief yeah. Oh, um, we we actually have to mention to all to all of our fans, uh, our fans. Listen to me. I know. <laughs> we, we have Sorry. fans. Our listeners. I like to call them listeners. I don't like to be as presumptuous fans. as to call them fans. <laughs> you do kind of sound like an asshole. I know. Um, but to all of our listeners out there, uh, our friend Jose uh, is a contributor from Very Special Television, much like our last contributor from Very Special Television. Chris Serigliano. Masters of the Universe Masters episode. of the Universe Go episode. check it out. Yes, indeed. Here on Movies That Made Us Gay, they are our uh, Hands Across America uh, straight friends that are li- that yes. are uh, contributing to the show. Man on the street, <laughs> straight friend. Yes, and the thing is, the reason that I thought this would be a great fit to have uh, somebody of Jose's persuasion on this show is because this movie is, like we said, it's an erotic thriller. There's like... Uh, there's a, a sexy woman in it. You know, there are two ladies in it, but you know, Bridget Fonda's like the, the hottie. Um, and I feel like as 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 preteens, you know, as preteen adolescents watching this movie, which was I feel like a big 
uh, hit. I don't know if it made a lot of money. It was a pretty good sleeper hit. It yeah. made it made like almost fifty million dollars. And the thing is, the trailer was everywhere. It was there was an SNL sketch. Uh, you know, there was just it was kind of in the public. It had know, a big pop culture moment. It had a big pop 90s. culture moment, and. For myself, I watched it and I felt a certain type of way about things in it. Uh, you know, there's like sexy naked ladies and stuff, but there's also just this crazy, like the hag exploitation element that we mm-hmm. talked about before of just these two women throwing each other around an elevator in this like gothic romantic apartment building and like and like sucking Steven Weber's dick without him knowing and like all this stuff going on and I'm watching it just like what you know and then my friends you know my contemporaries at the time are are watching it and thinking wow look there's you know uh, uh, Bridget Fonda's titty so uh, there's yeah. a lot that different people can take from this movie, but I do think at the end of the day, this movie falls into our wheelhouse because yes. the crazy exploitation element, the the super stereotypical like gay uh, friend who lives upstairs with his like million cats, and right. and just how like gross Hedra is. Just- <laughs> The entire time watching this movie, I'm like screaming things out at the screen. The very first, let me just say this: uh, Bridget Fonda had, has this iconic haircut. She's got the China Phillips hair in this movie, right? Um, it's it's iconic. Uh, you know, it's Wilson Phillips. It's everything, but it's but it's red, so it's its own thing. And I, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I remember it from when I was a kid and loving it. And I'm watching it today, and the very first scene in the movie is her and Steven Weber naked in the bed and it's a wig. And it's like a clear, yeah, the very first shot of the movie, if you you watch it again, the very first scene, it's a wig. And I I was like, wig, it's a wig. I was like, this iconic hair is a fucking wig. It was only that one shot. It must have been like a pickup or a, a you know, like a pickup like shot a or something, a reshoot. Or um, but it was a wig in this scene and it was like extra like mushroom cap. You know, because yeah. it's that like step haircut, so it was like super mushroomy. It it was like remember in the in Sex in the City two when they were like thinking back to what they looked like in the eighties. It was eighties Miranda, sure. That like that mm-hmm. terrible wig that they put her in. I think it may have been the same wig. They probably just like dusted it off and threw it on. That would have been a a Michael Patrick King note too. Yeah. This was the wig that Bridget Fonda mm-hmm. wore in the reshoots for. Single white female. Now, Jose, do you remember as an adolescent child watching this movie thinking, wow, naked Bridget Fonda? Um, <laughs> don't – I mean all of these nude scenes as a preteen you know, are burned in my, yeah. my brain. But for some reason, this doesn't. You know? um, like I, I, when I watched it, I'm like, oh, the first scene, she's walking in the moonlight. Yep. Air butt. Yep. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't remember this. Which was, I'm like having this dialogue with myself. Why didn't you remember this? <laughs> I was one of those actresses in that time where she was in, was one of the ladies I had a crush on. Like, uh, yeah, you know, really into. And it. also, yeah, so I think that dudes. I probably watched this movie on cable or not even like basic cable. So I don't think I've ever actually watched this movie not edited for TV with the full on just titties in the with wind. the full on <laughs> like shot of Steven Weber's where you can pretty much see his balls. Oh yeah. Yeah. That I was <laughs> Did you guys pause that 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 section in, oh. the, in 
the movie? Oh, I know mm-hmm. I did as a yep. as a youth. I didn't do it this time because we just we were like snappy. We were like we got to get through this fucking thing. We got to record. Oh, yeah. But that was definitely a pause. Wait, say say that again. So uh, you could see it from when he like from the back even like the silhouette of what was going on in the front. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you can that, totally yeah. see that nutsack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like some that was like some gym locker room like unwanted balls. You're just like, oh, all right, there they are. Do you think that Tony Goldwyn to- turned the stroll down? This strikes to, me think- as a Tony Goldwyn type of character. Yeah, but I think Steven Weber from his character at Wings, I think like it blends in perfectly with this. Sure, I can Not- see that. Yeah, nice guy. He, you know, he had, he, yeah. you know, he is capable of being a dickhead you know and i think that's that comes through for sure yeah i think maybe roles. yeah on. yeah i think because he was on wings and had been on for a while it was just like i want to break out do a movie do something a little bit more adult and i want to get stabbed with a shoe <laughs> in the eyeball that was brutal we were yeah. both like ah! that's some that's some gay ass <laughs> shit right there a, a murder by a high heel by high heel yeah by high heel, yeah. Is- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to repeat that because I think it got a little muffled in the audio. <laughs> would you say that that would be his Achilles heel? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my goodness, that yeah, that that's that's some super gay shit right there. That's like some drag queen shit, like stabbed in the eye with the high heel. But you know what this movie's really good at is setting up and paying. Yes, off. I have that in my notes that there's a lot of lines of this movie in Don Ruse's script that set something up and then they pay it off. There's like the the whatever that's in the in the elevator that she has to take out. That screwdriver thing to like get the elevator door to close. There's that weird old timey bolt on uh Graham's door. There all there's all of those lines when they're in the basement laundry room. Yeah. Of getting locked down there. Any everyday sharp object comes into yeah. as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, incinerators in apartment buildings. Can you just throw anything in an an incinerator? I mean I'm assuming that's just a super New York thing. Like those old buildings are from like the 30s or something so they have way different like shit going on in the basements that we don't have <laughs> like here in LA so yeah that was weird she just fully like has like barbecue like lighter fluid that mm-hmm. she's just like I'm gonna burn all these clothes um so <clears throat> you mentioned Don Bruce mm-hmm. the screen is he was he credited as the only screenwriter yes he is Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's and it's from the novel Single White uh, S W F Seek Same by John Lutz. Okay, so uh, Don Ruse wrote the opposite of sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else has Don Ruse written? Happy endings. He's done a lot of TV. He did uh, web therapy with Lisa Kudrow. There so he's go. so he's sort of in with a lot of Lisa Kudrow's product. Uh, yeah projects and of course don ruse is a big old homo yes indeed and you can see it reflected in the (laughs) script of how he writes kind of the little attention to detail that he puts with his female characters yeah i think it's very adamant that a gay man wrote this script sure um now jose when you're watching this movie 
as a straight. Uh, does any of that cross your mind at all? Are you just like, wow, this is super queer? Or are you just like, okay, this is like a psychological thriller about like two ladies? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's just a, you know, just a crazy roommate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's... Re- Twin issues, and the two things I remember are the the heel in the eyeball and the Jennifer Jason Lee copycat haircut. Those are yes. like the two things that I remember, like that that never left. Yeah, I mean, those are like the big hallmarks of this movie. Um, there were some lines in the trailer that I remember. Uh, you, you know, like when you see a trailer from like a million years ago, and there's just certain lines that stick out, or when you watch a movie and you're just like. That line was from the trailer. And it was probably just working the rounds in the TV spots, too. Yeah. And I remember specifically, don't make me come get you. That was in the trailer. <laughs> like, get me back my son. Yeah. <laughs> get me back my son. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't make me come get you. And then she's, and then there's uh, a line after she gets the copycat haircut. And she's looking at herself in the mirror. And she goes, I love myself like this. <laughs> I always remember that from the TV spots and the trailer. Like I will never forget like those lines specifically. But yeah, I just think that there's something very interesting that like Scott and I can watch this movie and just be like, oh my God. Like clearly a gay man wrote this because it's got like such weird over the top shit going on. But that's just like some weird secret shit that like gay people can build into these movies mm-hmm. in Hollywood that like mainstream audiences may just not even like pick up on but like i don't know there's just some weird like secret language that we are like yeah and what's kind of cool about the success of this movie is that this just wasn't an underground hit that maybe made money in like new york and la yeah it played in like multiplexes across the country and people went to go see it yeah and it was just like on everybody's mind in 1992 was jane fonda and bridget fonda uh, Br- Bridget Fonda and Jennifer Jason Lee in that haircut <laughs> and the shoot through the eye. It, like it just like hit that pop culture yeah. nerve. Yeah. That high heel through the eye, man. That's definitely a nerve. Yeah. <laughs> the optic nerve. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I was wondering if, do you think that there's a drag queen that goes by Hydra Carlson? Hedra? Hedra. I mean, Hedra is a terrible name. <laughs> It's one of those names that you're just like, oh, God, she's just like some weird, like in some weird cult or something like a Hedra. Like, come on. Okay. Is uh, when you see an animal in introduced in a thriller. Yeah. I'm the worst for it. Oh, yeah. When that when that fucking dog shows up, you know that that dog is not going to survive the end of this movie. This dog. What did buddy? She fucking pushed that dog out the window. No, but like earlier when the dog is just nearby, she just kicks oh, the dog. Oh, she, kicks she it. straight yeah. up kicks the dog. Yeah, you're right. I feel like the dog falling out of the window is a clear turning point of the movie that like this bitch is crazy. Like you knew that she was off, but yeah. that's sort of like when the movie really kicks into high gear. When you can kill a cute golden retriever puppy. Yeah, that's like the cutest puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all puppies are cute, but, like, golden retriever puppies? Come on. The reason why they get cast all the time. Yeah. Has anyone had a roommate issue quite like this in the movie? I've had many a college roommate, but not yeah. anything quite like this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you had, like, the most, like, turnaround as far as, like, living with And I have and answered, like, a, 
like a roommate ad from a bulletin board too. Yeah. Not like in a newspaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Like a square five. A college bulletin board. Yeah. In the student union. Yep. I feel like just something about like, I feel like that's some white people shit. Like, I feel like I just would, (laughs) would not. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? I feel like just me like growing up and like, I just, I'm like, no, I'm not going to just answer some random. And especially back then, like it wasn't even that long ago when you were in college, but still it was a different time as far as like Craigslist and online. Like now there are dedicated websites like Facebook style websites to find roommates where there's like even free ones where there's like some kind of a vetting process, but like just putting an ad in a paper or like on a bulletin board or something. It's like, you don't know what the hell you're getting into. But I remember, yeah. And I remember when I did answer an ad from a bulletin board, yeah. like I called up the girl, yeah. she walked me to the house and it was pretty much a done deal through like a handshake. Like, you're my new roommate. Yeah. Welcome to the house. Mm-hmm. And, and she didn't ask you if you were crazy? No. <laughs> we were just very trusting college kids. Wow. Well, I mean, if you were both college kids at the time, yeah, I guess it's a different thing. Yeah, where in the same place in life. Yeah. And I should also mention this house that I lived in, we call it the Big Blue House. There was like nine people living there. I was going to say, this is where you met most of your like current, like, still friends. Kind of. Yeah. (laughs) All those weirdos. It was just a bunch of college hippies. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. But yeah, Yeah, there. Today would just post a Facebook ad and she'd say, I live in a place that has 15 rooms and. um, Yeah. Yeah. Not that expensive. And it's red controlled. Sign me up. Yeah. That apartment. Okay. So it's set up. At the beginning of this movie, that uh, Allison Jones, which is uh, Bridget Fonda, mm-hmm. is l- some kind of like web developer. She sure. Like, I have a lot of questions about this I career mean, of hers. Okay, yeah, it's like it's a computer program for fashion. It's a computer program for fashion, but I feel like it could. It also has like it's got every. It's like top to bottom. Yeah, it's like, got like. It's got in, it's like, invoicing, yeah, like you said, accounting. It's got, like, all this stuff, top to bottom. But it also has the whole, like, Cher Horowitz closet where you can yeah. put the clothes onto a virtual model. So does she just customize it for whatever business is buying it? I think that it's only for, fast, for like, fashion industry people. That's part of her deal is that she's, like, a clothes horse. And- yeah. It's the... It's the M in FIDM, the the Fashion Institute for Design and Merchandising. It's the merchandising and marketing, yeah. So it's like when you go to those fashion schools, it's like the business part. But this, I, for 1992, this is pretty, like, forward thinking. Like, there's no yeah. kind of computer program that can do what Allison Jones can do. Also, Allison Jones' character is really interesting because this would have been a pre-Carrie Bradshaw single <laughs> lady takes on New York. Just yeah. this, like, sophisticated New York gal. Yeah. Okay. Um, Hatton Knight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is uh, a... Aryan. 
Manhattanese. Man- <laughs> but it's set up at the beginning that uh, she is able to live in this fabulous apartment that's rent controlled because of a settlement from a previous business partner that like went south. So right off the bat, she's experienced like having relationships that have gone sour and like, you know, having to like come back from that because when she meets Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day, Ned Ned Ryerson, um, and she's like explaining all this whole situation. There's some weird exposition about like, oh, the settlement and, you know, you don't have any overhead because you live and work in this like fabulous apartment. So he lowballs her on this quote to – And then she lowballs him later. Hey, oh, she really lowballs him <laughs> But here's my question about that. Ned Ryerson, the entire like first half of the movie is playing this character like super gay. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think sure. like okay for you had one uh like shoulder grab that yes. lingered long yeah. and that's when I thought oh oh okay yeah okay. he's going to sexually harass her but if you didn't think it was that kind of a movie if you didn't already know this is a uh an erotic psychological thriller I feel like you would just think that he's playing this character like super gay. I just thought that. Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like, now all of a sudden he's dropping his pants and like expecting her to like blow. Him. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It's kind of like, he feel feels like a me. little miscast. I do. Yeah, I agree. I feel like he's a little miscast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, initially he like lowballs her on this quote to like work for him, and she ends up taking it, even though she knows she can like get more. But just that's just to show that she's a pushover. She's not very assertive of how she deals with him, and then it later pays off of how she has to deal with uh, with Hetty. Hetty. Ugh, I hate that name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then okay. The entire thing that sets off the whole – all the events of this movie is that she's dating Steven Weber from Wings. Uh, what's the character's name in this movie? Uh, Sam Rosen. Sam. She's dating Sam. They're like boning in the very first shot of the movie. It's nighttime. It's the middle of the night and he gets a call from from his ex-wife. And the ex-wife – is like calling and calling and it's like, okay, you know, he's, you know, he's divorced, you know, you give him a little leeway, he's divorced, whatever. And then it comes out because we hear it over the answering machine. A lot of answering machines. A lot of answering machines in this movie. Uh, If it's that thing where, you know, you pick up after the answering machine picked up, you hear the audio. And she hears the audio, and the and the ex wife is like, "Ah, oh, you you came over and you and you boned me and you left." <laughs> so and so she hears that like, "Oh, damn, he like fucked his ex wife," and like we're in the middle of a relationship. She loses her mind, like like she loses her mind. She's like, "Get out of my house!" Like she's like, "It's it's over." She's crying. I feel like it's a little overkill, but that's just how, you know, ladies work. But that sets off this entire, that sets off the the entire, like, events of this movie is 
he slept with his ex-wife in, you know, uh, I don't know, a, a crime of passion, would you call it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but I I don't know. To me, I'm just like, girl, calm down. I know. Like, Calm down, girl. <laughs> I think we'll get through it. <laughs> yeah, you'll survive. She's like, kicks him out of the house. She It sets off the, the whole thing of, now I need a roommate, whatever. But she says that she wants the roommate because she's just alone crying and she wants somebody to keep her company i guess right yeah the roommate to the furnace what's that <laughs> just talk to your upstairs roommate through, through, the, through, the, through the heater and the wall you got your you got your gay bestie upstairs i know he's got cats he's got wine like just go hang out with him like you don't need a roommate like why would you invite some stranger into your house because your boyfriend kind of cheated on you yeah. Well, he did. He did cheat on her. And they were talking about marriage, I think, like earlier in that evening on the bed. Okay. In the wi- the wig scene. Yeah. yeah. The wig were- scene. <laughs> I was too focused on that on that wig on her head to like listen to anything they were talking about. Okay. So this sets off the entire events of the movie. She puts in this ad in the newspaper: single white female seeking a- ASL. <laughs> <laughs> free on that a single white or female and this is this is where Hedra comes in she's she's a weirdo she's just like a dugger she looked like she just came off like the compound she she looks like 19 yeah. kids and counting For sure like, like she just needs like the big bangs and in I the think front, that and like the the French braid all the way down the back you know and Bridget Fonda's character I think just finds her neurotic and just sort of charming yeah, I think that's kind of the draw of her. Yeah, I always like want to like say, a, mm-hmm. like, uh, like in high school, just like, oh, I'll just entertain like this nerd for a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, face, kind of. Like she's not as cute as me, so I don't have anything to worry about. Right. Like girls like Bridget Fonda, like do they think that way? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to be presumptive. Like the faucet exploded on you, so I guess you're my roommate now. Yeah, so. and you and you knew how to turn it off, so you're in. <laughs> and I always want to say Hydra, Hedra, Hedra, Hedra. I want to say Hydra, Hetty, Hetty. So Hetty just like immediately <laughs> latches onto her too. That well, she yes. finds out about the boyfriend. She was like, "Are you sure you're not going to? Uh, are you sure you're not going to yeah, get back together? Going to get back together with this guy mm-hmm. and just like kick me out? Oh, but what we forgot to mention is that the." Whole fucking movie starts off with this black and white montage over the credits of these twins. Yeah. Are they not in the mirror? Oh, they're now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like weird. the whole backstory is kind of dropped a little bit. Like it's it's referenced later in the movie when she ends up calling the parents. But yeah. I feel like it was probably one of those things that. In Don Roos scripts, there were early versions that that was a bigger deal, and well, that's just sort of yeah. what came out in the final draft. Well, you draft. can't give it away. Yeah. Right? You can't give it away, but I think they gave it away with the with the the, the little kid twins at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really didn't need that first scene. No. It was too much of like, oh, okay, now I get it. It's almost like a studio note where they think that audiences are going to be confused. She either killed the other one, <laughs> and she's trying to find the replacement. Yeah, yeah. 
Or but, maybe she just likes to kill and she wants to like get obsessed, go overboard, and then move on to the next department. Yeah. Like, I love people in crazy oh. people in movies that save old newspaper clippings. We oh, were just yes. watching Misery, Misery and Annie Wilkes <laughs> has like a whole scrapbook of all of the fucked up shit that she does. Yeah. And I love that people just want to hold on to that. I guess that might be a real thing. Of like serial killers or something. Yeah. Like, these like, are, like yeah. if you're crazy, you want, you want like, you want it documented. Yeah. You want absolutely. like a memento that it happened. Yeah. Annie Wilkes. That's another one. Oh, oh we'll get to, we'll get to misery eventually. Oh, I love Annie Wilkes. Is it bad that I identify with Annie Wilkes? No. <laughs> I do get mistaken for Kathy Bates often. On the street, he does. But. That's neither here nor there. Um, so, okay. So, the boyfriend, Steven Weber, is like, he's like leaving answering machine messages that like Hedra erases. Mm-hmm. He's sending letters that Hedra, Hedra takes, takes and, and like hides or she keeps them in her like stash of of newspaper clippings. Which Well, it's a threat to her living situation. So, yeah. you know, it's like, mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a beautiful New York apartment that he, she wants to keep living in. I'd kill my roommate's uh, boyfriend to stay in that apartment. It's rent controlled. I mean, I'm sure that for New York, that apartment was probably only like six hundred dollars a month. I mean, 1992 Manhattan, like you could. That's like some shit right there. You can like, you have the. You may run into like Heather B and like Eric Nice. Just like mm-hmm. walking down the street, you never know what's going on in 1992 in Manhattan. Like that is like a hotbed of like oh, we'll cool get, shit. We'll get to the sex club later. Oh my uh, god, this fucking S and M club. I mean, we can just talk about it now. <laughs> I'm replaying it just in the corner, just to you know look look at. And yep, we're there now. Are you at the S and M club now? Okay. Well, at this point, she's fully like she's fully uh, Allison Jones. She's yeah. got the hair. She's got the like. This one. This is when it really turns hair. into like a noir doppelganger. Like yes. she's following her. This is like an old classic movie. But I love that she's following her. But she's following her like five steps behind. Yeah, <laughs> like, Hedra can't turn around and just see her. Does, uh, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee does a one eighty to go down the stairs, facing Bridget Fonda, and doesn't see. And doesn't see her. That's what I think is super effective about when they both get the same haircuts because there's scenes of them that you don't really know who it is. Yeah, but and I you sort it. of have to do a double take of like <laughs> what actress is on screen. Yeah, yeah. you can tell by the arms. Yeah, teeny <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> tiny arms. Yes, I did notice that there was there's like some like she wears like tank like when they're just at home or whatever. I noticed where she was like sitting down once. I was like, oh my god. Like Bridget Fonda's arms are so skinny, um, man. Bridget Fonda, that one. Whatever happened to Bridget Fonda? That's in my notes. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Did so she just retire? Her last IMDb credit is a Hallmark Channel movie of the Snow Queen. The Snow Queen. And uh. she has not worked since 2002. <laughs> Do you think that like making shitty movies like Lake Placid probably just burned her out? <laughs> I mean, is she like? She's, uh, you know, Hollywood. I mean, like, she's probably just so rich that she just doesn't I was just have to work. Say, is she just rich enough that she's just like, fuck it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I would do that. I mean, fuck if I didn't have to. 
But I mean, she has some pretty yeah. good credits. She's in A Simple Plan with Billy Bob Thornton. She's really good in Jackie Brown. Yeah. Is that the only Tarantino movie she was in? Yeah. Wow. I feel like she's a Tarantino type. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Don't you think that he would, like, use her more? Yeah, and there's some, like, gratuitous foot shots in that movie of her on the couch. Gross. <laughs> um, okay, so... I feel like it's like the first night where uh where Hedra got the the Allison Jones like full on look and she's like, I'm gonna go out in the town and like fuck some shit up with my new Wilson Phillips hair. Um and Allison follows her. Well, the whole time you're watching this movie, you're like, Okay, is this the tipping point for when Bridget Fonda should kick her out of the yeah, house? Yeah. It ends up being this curiosity thing. It's like, okay, well, what's her deal? Now I'm just going to like tail her for 30 minutes of this movie instead of getting <laughs> out of my nice apartment. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like people like the gay neighbor upstairs is like, no, she's out. Get her out. You know, yeah. like there are signs. There are things telling her, kick her out. But she yeah, just doesn't. I, I didn't even catch that he was gay. Did I miss uh, like a, a, a sentence here, or we are? I mean, we are just like spotting that interior <laughs> decorating, what he's wearing. No, he's a very classic square gay guy from the early nineties. He all he's missing is like a tiny ponytail in the mm-hmm. back. No, um, I Kevin Pollock. Ah, yes. No, uh, there is one like throwaway line where he says a man's name. And she's just like, you'll find somebody. And he's like, um, yeah. and but she mentions very- to um, to Hetty that uh, there's a man upstairs. Don't worry, he's gay. Yeah, because she's like, oh my my friend upstairs. And Hetty's like, oh your friend. And she's like, oh yeah, don't worry, he's gay. Yeah. Which hey, ninety two uh, representation rep- <laughs> representation in like yeah. a major studio movie. Yeah. Where the characters called out, and uh, in the SNL sketch, single white person, where this was a, it was an it's Pat sketch. Oh, <laughs> it's it's um it's, it's Joe Pesci. It's Joe Pesci, and Joe <laughs> Pesci kind of knocking this little role out of the park. I think he's really funny. In he it. plays the upstairs neighbor, and he's holding like this fake cat and just like stroking this like cat the entire time, and it's. Really, funny. it's just like I'm sure that okay, Joe Pesci, just New York, yeah. gay Manhattanite. <laughs> okay, I got it. And it's unfortunate because I feel like in 2020, uh, an it's Pat sketch is probably not super like cool right now. I mean, yeah. Pat's like gender fluid. He was like into like uh, gender neutral before it was cool. <laughs> he was into like the there and them. I, which I agree with, you know, Pat is essentially a gender neutral character. Uh, they, they, they're them. But at the time sure. and the way it's executed yeah. is probably not as sensitive right now. But it's a really funny sketch, you guys. <laughs> if you can find single white person. And Melanie Hutzel is the... Um, Hedra. Is the Hedra character and she's really funny in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a really funny sketch. It goes on a little too long, but it's but it's good. And Joe, and Joe Pesci plays the upstairs neighbor, and he plays him really queenie, and it's kind of funny. Um, awesome. 
So, okay. So, so Scott and I have thoughts about this uh, crazy S&M club that she goes to. <laughs> that would have had to have been like a gay club from Manhattan, like the Anvil or something in the meatpacking district. The cock? No, yeah. it's not the cock because it's all straight people who but are like, like but, watching but weird things. But do you think that they shot it at one Like though? at the, No. I bet they did. No. I bet they did. Uh, I also think that there would be like a crazy cover. She just like waltzes into this club and is just like, oh, there's like S&M activities. Meanwhile, that'll be $30 cookies at the door. What do you think was behind? What what were they watching? What what were they watching? I think they were watching someone get whipped. Yeah. That's it. Just someone get whipped. Like maybe spanked. That's it. But that's like that's like super titillating to like straight Manhattanites. It wasn't like somebody getting like doused in wax or anything. No. <laughs> I like that uh, to Bridget Fonda in that scene. It was like a, a haunted house where yes. like, like, mm-hmm. out of nowhere to grab her face and like <laughs> a woman comes up to her and is like, Luana, do you want to get out of here? And it's like, no. Like every every time she turns, it's something like she, that she doesn't want. Jennifer Jason Lee doing there just to have just have kick back. I mean, she was just meeting some guy for drinks. It looked like a when diet she coke. Looked, she wasn't yeah. even getting drinks because the guy, the bartender. First of all, the bartender called her Allison. So he was like, "Hey, Allison, regular diet." And so she, she goes had, and she goes diet. So she goes so to she this S and M sex been there club. Before. And yes. she had gone by the name Allison then. Yes. So she goes enough times that the that the bartender knows who she is, calls her Allison, and knows that her signature drink is a Diet Coke. <laughs> so <laughs> she's, weird. She's going to the sex club. She's drinking Diet Soda. Bitch, have a drink. <laughs> Turns on eggs and bacon earlier and makes a smoothie instead. <laughs> yeah. She's just yeah, she's just trying to keep her day even, you know? <laughs> Trying to keep those arms skinny. <laughs> She's got skinny arm like envy. Oh. But uh, so okay, so Bridget Fonda sees this, freaks out, leaves because like there's like like people want to like eat her brains. They're just like, oh. <laughs> like single lady brains. But let me tell you this. Do not what, feed the drug child. Do not feed the drug the child. Corner. But let me tell you this. What I have heard about these crazy, like, straight people, like, S&M clubs is that, and this is what I've seen from um, Netflix, so it's true, is that when you go to, like, a, a straight person, like, sex club, that the men are not allowed to initiate anything like men are not it's, allowed to like touch anything. it's all up to the woman yes that the women have to like it's a very like consent oriented mm-hmm. situation so like those men that were just like oh like yeah. allison brains like that's not real that's like for the movie um but yeah that was also just to illustrate like what a weird and kooky place this was but also a woman like fully propositioned her when she first walked yeah. in the first person to proposition her was like this would like sophisticated lady was just like Ew. yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey but I'm, if they if you're playing enigma i'm there that's the name of that band i was trying to, that song oh that what what is the name of that song and it's part 2 or 1 <laughs> part, part. 
Oh, sadness part. Never was on the pure mood soundtrack. Do, was do, playing. Do, do, do. Yeah. Okay, Pete. We don't own that. Okay, Pete. According to IMDb trivia, the BDSM club interior was from a and former real Manhattan S and M club. There you go. Called the Vault, aka Hellfire Club, in the meatpacking district Ooh. of Greenwich Village. The interior is set, but the red signature V is on one of the walls. Well, the entrance go. used was from the gay club side called the manhole oh shit so they do it. like they do enter a famous gay bar there was a gay bar in new york city in manhattan in the 90s called the manhole i, I feel like that's a little derivative i don't know just throwing that out there they got um where, where do they the go blue oyster the blue oyster <laughs> police academy <laughs> Where do they go there? In Wayne's where are they? Um, in Wayne's World, it's uh the toolbox. Don't they? Toolbox. We were just Wayne's World too. We were just watching that scene of Rain of Wayne's World too. It's either the toolbox or the tool shed. It's one of the two. Something with tools, and they do and they dance to the YMCA. That's a really good scene. (laughs) So okay, so at this point, she Hetty is fully immersed in like the alley fantasy. Mm-hmm. She's just like living her alley like she's living her alley fantasy. She's living her best life with this like red. And then from here uh, she, he ends up in Steven Weber's hotel oh, apartment. Boy. Oh yeah. She, she gives Steven we- Weber a BJ. I, I'm not really understanding why Steven Weber is in a hotel at this point. Yeah, I was wondering the same thing too. Because yeah, yeah, it's 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 established that it's, that this is a hotel room, but Do you yeah. think he's just renting it for the right. month, yeah, like an extended stay America kind of a thing where he's just yeah. like, I'm engaged to to Bridget Fonda. I'm I'm moving into her place soon. Um, so now that she's got the hair, she's able to just like slide into his into his bed and just be like, I'm gonna just it's then it's Dana Carvey in the arm. It's Dana Carvey in the SNL sketch. <laughs> Just look at her arms. <laughs> it's a dead giveaway. <laughs> oh, yeah. The SNL sketch is Dana Carvey. It's Dana Carvey. Oh, it's Pat. Those it's Pat sketches. I'm telling you. Insensitive. Whenever we pass um, that that soda. The Fair Oaks Pharmacy. The Fair Oaks Pharmacy. I, I always think of it's Pat the movie. Oh yeah, I remember. That. I remember those scenes. Yeah, it's Pat the movie. Not a great movie. Yeah, it's. I don't remember a single thing from it. I remember Dave Foley. Dave Foley is Kathy Griffin's is in Chris. it. Yeah, Kathy Griffin is in it. Um. Be <laughs> a, a seven-minute sketch rather than a ninety-minute feature. Yes, indeed, indeed. I feel like the single white person sketch is better than the entire it's Pat movie. Um. So yeah, so she go so her idea is he's a cheater, he's cheated on you in the past, he will cheat on you again and he will do it uh, with me and these uh, matronly upper arms uh, <laughs> and then I'll <laughs> tell you all about it. So she goes and now that she's got the alley hair, even the doorman thinks that she she's thinks Sally. Thinks that she's Allison Jones from behind. Mm-hmm. Everybody's thinking that it's her. Allison Jones is such a Melrose place name. Too. Oh my God! Yeah, mm-hmm. Allison Jones is totally a Melrose Place name, and she looks like a Melrose Place character. Mm-hmm. She's got the hair of she Sid, Sid, no, not Sydney. Sydney's sister, blonde, right? Or yeah, the, she was blonde in Melrose Place. She really had the China Phillips hair because it was fully just blonde. 
I think it was. Yeah, it actually was <laughs> in disguise. Um, <clears throat> so she goes. So this is the scene where she goes to Stephen Weber's hotel room, and this is where we see his like everything. And there's some like now that we've got full like high definition television, and like you know you can pause some shit going on now, and you can totally see those balls. We're not going to put that on the Instagram because we will get reported. It would probably be flagged. <laughs> it will be flagged and taken down. So I was thinking that I had only seen bits and pieces of this oh, on cable, and, and I've never, I never actually properly sat down and watched the entire movie, mm. not edited for TV. Sure, and, and they, it's up there. With... And they definitely left that out of the out of the TBS broadcast. So she's all right. We're gonna break this down right here. We're gonna get deep into this because she's blowing Stephen Weber, and he's like, "Oh, Allison." Oh, Allison Jones yeah. and your awesome like thin arms and Wilson Phillips hair. And then she looks up and she goes, I'm not Allison. And then he's just like, uh, I can't stop coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he then feel position himself like in the edge of the bed. Yeah. It's I, pretty funny. I feel like there's ways to get out of like an unwanted blowjob. I don't know. That's because she says she's like, "Oh, you knew it was me, and you didn't stop." Right. Which kind of, um, at that point, I don't know. Maybe at that point, he's just like, "All right, let's just get this over with, so I can kick you out." (laughs) And I feel like if he were to explain the situation to Allison, Allison I feel like she would be like. I can totally, I can totally see why you thought that. Yeah, Allison would fully be on his side. Mm-hmm. She's got the fake hair. She's got all that. It's like, yeah, she. That's why she stabbed him in the eyeball with that high heel. Yeah, uh, but what was he gonna do? He he came after her because that, that scene just played out on my screen. Yes, because so she she throws, she throws the shoe at him as it was about to leave, and then he comes kind of aggressively towards her. Yes, very aggressive. Yes, very aggressively, and she deserved to be, you know murdered but yeah what was he gonna do no you're absolutely right because later on when she is explaining to allison she's and she says oh and then he was gonna beat the shit out of me because i was gonna tell you and it kind of looked like he was gonna beat the shit out of her yeah because he did. fully was like lunging so it sort her. of was self-defense yeah but but it was the the back of a shoe right in the eye <laughs> Yeah, and they set up those shoes earlier because she was wearing them, and Allison was like, "They both had the same shoe." And Allison was like, "Oh, they look better with your outfit. You get them." And she was like, "Oh no, you buy them." So like, there's all these little like setup and payoff moments mm-hmm. where they set something up and they and they pay it off later on. And that shoe is a big payoff. Because uh, they they kind of you kind of would think it's just like oh a little like whatever you don't even think about it it's just they're shopping it's a shopping montage but then they fully like you know I thought the shoe was in the movie poster but that's Devil Wears Prada yes <laughs> this is true <laughs> yep wrong poster it's a red shoe in Devil Wears Prada and and totally different genre <laughs> well <laughs> still super gay. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it all comes to, I mean, the biggest moments in this movie are, like, this crazy bitch fight at the end. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. When <laughs> when they're when they're running through the downstairs or when they're running through the basement. Like they're running through this entire building. Yeah. Like they're yeah. in elevators. She, like... So she starts up tied up in the living room and then yeah, they're at one point running through the entire floor. So do you think that she's going to put her in the suitcase? Well, yeah. Her intention was to put her in a suitcase yeah. and get her the hell out. Um, because, like, like building security was there because she was playing the music too loud. So she gets a suitcase. And then, like, Ned Ryerson, like, interrupts. This bitch is back. Because, oh, because she set up this, like, fail-safe right. in the software where if you don't pay her ass... She deletes all your shit. I love that there's like an alarm built in. Which I don't know how legal that is, but it's kind of genius. Well, they should have paid Allison, too. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was in the fine print and he just was like, whatever, and just signed it. And it was there and it was just like, don't pay your bill, bitch, and I'll delete all your back catalog. But so that happens. So Ned Ryerson comes back. And again, is just super gross and inappropriate when he sees her like tied up, and he's just like, "Oh, like I'll take he's this like, duct tape like, off her he's mouth, like straddling her, straddling you with like my balls in your face." But like, I'll also take the duct tape off. So like, she like shoots this guy. I do like that we're at a point in society where you get that shocking scene with him where he comes onto her, yeah, and you see her kick him right in the balls, <laughs> and you just like cheer. <laughs> That's that's such a satisfying scene. She like holds her fists like this, like yeah, her hands, and does like an uppercut, like volleyball, like a volleyball, yeah, <laughs> you know, right in the yeah. Right in the it looked like she was like holding something, like in the shot, but it's yeah, it's definitely that volleyball. Like she's like, what do you call it? Got the the clasp. Yeah, I was on a plane once. Going to Washington with that actor with Ned Ryerson. It took me nearly the entire flight to figure out what movie I had seen him in. Every movie, and do you know what I landed on? What'd you land? It was not Groundhog's Day. It was Memento. Stephen Tobolowsky is in Memento. Yeah, he's he's the guy that uh, Guy Pierce keeps mentioning in the movie. Well, his name is actually Stephen Tobolowsky, and he actually has a documentary about. About just that? That. That he's in so many movies. Hey, I know you from something. Yeah. I think it might actually be called that. Like, it's got a name like, you're that one guy. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a documentary about the fact that he's in so much shit as, like, a character guy. And that he gets stopped all the time. Um, yeah. I think his name is in Prime. I'll look it up. We'll put it on the Instagram. His name is Steven Tobolowsky. Not Ned Ryerson. And I'm sure he's not a sexual predator. I'm sure he's a lovely person. <laughs> he's probably a lovely person. But you should kick him in the balls if you see him for what oh, yeah. he did to, for what he did to Allison Jones. Um, oh yeah, he was in Silicon Valley. That's right. Uh, so uh, Allison uh, stabs Hedra in the arm or like in the shoulder. A couple. It's like, of th- uh, it's like a. a um, a glass in hand. Shards of glass, right? Yeah. But she fully gets shot. Yeah. She shoots Allison Shoot, in, shoots her her right in the shoulder. Yeah. She finishes off this movie with a fucking bullet in her arm. Like, 
This is an epic showdown. This showdown is that's going to be a hell of a story to explain to explain to to explain to the cops. The uh, the elevator ride down to the basement is insane. They laughed. No, we were yeah, we were cackling at this Hmm. elevator ride. Their head hitting things. Yes. Oh my god. So many. So many heads, like being shoved into wrought iron, like elevator grates. This, this building, I'm telling you, this building is from the 30s. So every thing that it's made out of is like, if not older, lethal. Yeah. So they're like a lot of a lot of pointy corners faces. In this, yeah. In this building, shoving each other's faces into like lead, you know, <laughs> like lead accents. And that's what's fun about the movie is that it's fully turned up to like. 10 yeah by this like, point to like 11 yeah at this point yeah. it is out of control it they're, is out of they fucking control trying they're actively trying to murder each other what i wouldn't give to have seen this movie like with <laughs> a crowd full of gay men in like greenwich village in new york that i'm sure that everyone was just losing their goddamn mind at this scene I think this movie is kind of a forgotten masterpiece. I think that this can uh, stand up to some repeat viewings and Mm -hmm. to some... uh... And what I think is kind of cool about it (laughs) is that it's this genre high concept movie of The Crazy Roommate, but it's very artfully done. Like, it's kind of elevated. Like, they take this very pulpy material and they make it kind of... they They take it to the next level. Yeah. I agree. Um, I feel like the actors are all really good. Um, like how the shots are composed and directed, how yeah. the, all of the scenes are lit, too. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, <laughs> lit AF. Lit as fuck. <laughs> it is definitely litty, as the kids say these days. Um, but this final showdown, we end up, we're down in the like the bowels of this building, because it's this old New York building, so there's like... You know, they have these storage cages down there, like in the basement. I always think of Rosemary's Baby. Yes. And all very, the scenes in the basement. Yes, it's very Rosemary's um, Baby in that, in that respect. And, and it calls back to that scene where um, Allison tells her, I I don't like to come down here late. It freaks me out. Just lock the door. Yeah. Yeah, and they have mm-hmm. this whole showdown yep. down there by themselves. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're they're alone down there in this basement, like murdering each other. Because <laughs> the gun eventually doesn't work, right? Like the gun's just like Bridget Fonda gets the gun in the elevator, and I guess it's got two bullets in it. Yeah, we'll use on Ned Ryerson, and then yeah, and because she was going to kill them both or herself or just whatever but yeah the gun's gone and we should also mention that the the game roommate has has survived he comes to in his back in his bathtub with his cat curled up next to him yeah the gay roommate lived she like beat the shit out of him with that pole and he was just like alive in that bathtub the entire time she just knocked him out i guess cat revived him <laughs> and now he's and now he's like catwoman he's got cat powers <laughs> oh man um okay so what is at the end of the final showdown there's there's no more bullets in the gun how does uh how does hedra meet her final end well straight out of like commando bridget fonda oh, is God. hanging from the ceiling yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like upside and down 
She gives her like, well, Bridget gives her like a fake out. Yeah. That she thinks that she's dead. And when she comes back around the corner, she's gone. Yeah, she faked. Uh, yeah, she does the whole I'm dead from you choking me. And then Jennifer Jason Lee's got to go get a wheelbarrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so complicated. I mean, how else were they getting? Was she going to get her out of there? Now, is she going to put her in the incinerator at this point? Who knows? Yeah, I thought she was going to put her in the incinerator. <laughs> the wheelbarrow. Fucking Hendra. <laughs> But yeah, this whole hanging from the ceiling—it's it's very commando. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like, Hedra has like this like this hook, this meat hook in her hand. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Hook. Yes, it is totally. It's one hundred percent the I know what you did last summer meat hook. Like with the hand with the handle and just a hook in her hand, and she's like, and that's when she's like, I don't make me come get you. And that line's from the trailer. Um. Oh man, shit! And then it just cuts to this voiceover of like Bridget Fonda at the end, just like, "Yeah, I fucking killed that yeah. bitch." <laughs> I'm gonna try to forgive her one day. Yeah, like was uh, there kind of a line? Like, yeah, that was kind of like that. Like I'll get over. Like it was because that the Jennifer, like Hetty, never forgave herself for her twin's death. And it's like, yeah, Allison. I'll try to forgive. Yeah, Hedra is going to try to forgive Hedra, Ugh. but also fuck that bitch. Yeah, she ruined your life. And also, this is going to be a really interesting story to tell the cops. True. When they're questioning all of them of how this all went down, who is it, who is this dead broad in the basement? There's <laughs> there's no record of her living in your house. Oh, because that was the whole thing. Because this is a rent-controlled apartment, she couldn't put Hedra on the lease. Mm -hmm. So the landlords didn't know that she lived there. So it was, like, all clandestine. Yeah. But that, like, fed into her, like, getting away with, like, murdering all these people. Oh, Mm -hmm. too much. And she was almost going to peg it on Allison, too. Yeah, that was a plan. It was good in, like, covering up her tracks and getting away with all these, like, little crimes. Yeah. And... Busting out the fingerprints and changing her hair color. You know, she's pretty methodical. Yeah. Well, I so guess the idea is that she's done this like several times before. There's been many single white females. <laughs> so many single white females. There is a single wake. white female too, but we have not watched it. Oh, no. I'm sure it. it is garbage. Yeah. Is Mila Kunis single? No, that's American Psycho too. Oh, jeez. Is anybody of note in single white female too? So. Probably not. No. I hope not. Um, Do you remember us seeing the single white female ripoff movie with Leighton Meester? Yes, the roommate. The roommate. I think that we saw that like in the first few months that we were going out. Yes, indeed. We saw that at the San Anita Mall. And then I met your parents right after. Oh, did we go straight to my mom's? We went straight, straight to your mom's. Straight to Melinda's. Wow. Um, I have a crazy memory when it comes to going to movies. Yeah, you sure do. I do remember that. Uh, the roommate with Leighton Meester. Jose, who- Jose, did you see that? Uh, the roommate? Yeah. No, I did not see it. But I am seeing that Single White Female 2 has Brooke Burns. <sighs> oh, jeez. Brooke Burns. So it's like softcore porno, right? Did, 
Now, is Brooke Burns like a Charlie Sheen girlfriend? Wasn't she like a Fear Factor person? What was her deal? That sounds right. Fear Factor sounds right to me. Something like that. I was going to say like extra or something. She dated like Bruce Willis, maybe? I don't know. That also sounds right. Jeez. But she's not the Doritos girl. No, that's Allie Larder. That's Allie Larder. There you go. Doritos Super Bowl girl. <laughs> Allie Larder from Varsity Blues and Heroes? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, that's Al. Like Allie Larder. It's very close to it. Yeah. That's All right. It. All right, Googly. What do you got? <laughs> well, Al- it was three letters off. What? Wait, who? Allie Landry. Allie Landry. Oh, sure. Yeah. Allie Landry was just sort of this actress from the early, the early aughts that didn't quite catch on. Yeah. <clears throat> the Doritos girl. <laughs> I knew exactly who you were talking about when you, meant, <laughs> when you said the Doritos girl. <laughs> the Verizon girl. Somebody uh, referenced her recently, and I hadn't thought about her in a long time. <laughs> so okay Jose would you recommend people watch this movie Today in 2020 <laughs> I mean For the genre just because we don't have Anything like like this now Yeah studios don't make movies like this Anymore you don't see modest or, I mean I guess this wasn't Original because this is based on a book But this is not really a. It's high concept To an extent but yeah, yeah, studios don't really make movies like this anymore, and they should. Yeah. Like a genre, like a psychological thriller, you know, we're not making a lot. Do you know what movie re- really reminded me of this when we saw it hmm. last year was Greta? Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Jose, did you see I Greta? I saw it. I watched it on mute on the plane. <laughs> Candy Crush. But I remember when we saw Greta... And Isabelle Huppert and Chloe Grace Moretz. And I just remember thinking that this movie would have killed if it would have been released in, like, 93. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it just sort of came and went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you would have seen Chloe Grace Moretz boobs in 93. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a scandal. Um, I mean, I recommend people watch this movie. I would recommend it. I would also recommend look at the... career of Don Roos because he has had a fascinating career as a screenwriter. He uh, directed and wrote The Opposite of Sex, a movie that I feel like really holds up. We went back and revisited it a few months ago. Still really funny. I think Lisa Kudrow is so good in that movie. So definitely watch The Opposite of Sex and yeah, definitely check out Single White Female because I think it is a underrated Hagsploitation classic. Yes, indeed. And uh, you can also check out uh, Stephen Weber on Wings on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and uh, 13 Reasons. Oh, geez. <laughs> if you want to see him in some more wholesome fare, you can see him in that. But if you'd like to see the back of his balls, you can watch <laughs> Single White Female. And we'll post the uh, the timestamp <laughs> on on our Instagram. <laughs> but actually, Wings is a really good show, you guys. Love Wings. Like, Love. it's really funny. Like, it's a, I feel like it's an 
underrated uh, NBC sitcom. Was yeah, it kind much- of like the placeholder filler, but ended yeah. up holding its own. Yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, it lasted like what seven, eight seasons. It lasted a long time, like longer than it should have. All of my careers, like, it was. God. It was just sort of the entourage of its day, like. Be, like, hmm. do you remember when, like, Entourage was like, you know, Entourage has been on for, like, six years. And you're like, what? And you're, and you're just like, wow, how do you like that? I feel like yeah. Wings was like that in the 90s. Yeah. But, I mean, Wings had, like, early Tony Shalhoub, you know. Uh, Church. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church. You Not know. Back. <laughs> Amy Asbeck from Men in Tights. <laughs> <laughs> Love Amy Asbeck. Love Men in Tights and the Problem Child. Yeah, uh, I think she's better in Problem Child Two. Two. What was that one called? What's that? Exorcist remake or the Exorcist like the um, Leslie Nielsen Re- version? Of- Repossessed. Yes. <laughs> I think. Dude, I love Repossessed. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good theme. Yes, uh, uh, but Wings also has Crystal Bernard. Who, um, Crystal Bernard is just, I mean, her career is prolific. She started off on, on Happy Days. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. made her way to It's a Living. Uh, she's on Wings. She has a really good, okay, this is some deep dive shit right here, but Crystal Bernard, uh, has a, uh, yeah. she had a short lived music career, yes. And she had a, uh, uh, like a top, I would say like top 20, top maybe 50 hit uh duet with Peter Cetera from Chicago. Love Peter Cetera, right? And um, I'm going to find the name of the song because it's a really fucking good song. It's a banger, dude. Um, I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll, uh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll but, report that later uh, on. It's so good. Uh, Dracula did and Dracula done loving, loving it. it. Yeah. yeah. More Amy Yazbek goodness. <laughs> But yeah, go and uh, go and watch yourself some wings. It's a really great show. <laughs> I think I think it might be still on Amazon Prime. I don't know. But at any rate, Steven Weber, he's a great guy. He also has a career as a uh, a voiceover. I listened to the forty-five hour audiobook where he narrates it by Stephen King, and he's really really good in it. How about that? Mm-hmm. Bet you didn't know that little tidbit, um, but yeah, I think I think uh, we definitely recommend watching this movie. It's a little bit of um, it's got just like little tidbits of like all these really classic movies. It's got little bits of Rosemary's Baby. It's got little bits of like whatever happened to Baby Jane. Like it's got just so much. It has classic noir themes of yeah. like the doppelganger. Yeah, tales of obsession too. Yeah. For sure, uh, so it's it's definitely a recommend um, from us. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts on single white female? Let me look at my. <laughs> what do you have in your notes? I and, could uh, be um, when this quarantine is over. I could be emerging from the house in the China Phillips haircut. With the Wilson Phillips hair. With the Wilson Phillips haircut. Would it be red or blonde? That's the question. Red. Oh, I have something written here. So they, you know, she's bombed out and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee uh, um, suggests that they go get Chinese food or get Chinese takeout. 
And is that just like 90s New York, the only option? Yeah. They're going to eat from the box, Jose. <laughs> They're going to eat with chopsticks right out of the takeout box. Um, yeah, I think in New York it was it was Chinese. Yeah. It was Chinese takeout, but you could also get donuts at the same place. Or um, what is that weird, like, East Coast? Will Rogers? Roy Rogers. Rogers. Roy uh-huh. Rogers. Like, that's, like, super yeah. specific, oh. like, New York uh, fast food. Yeah, I have um, – let's see. What are some notes I have? Uh, unsexy boobage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unsexy boobage. Ned Ryerson, super gay. Diet soda at the sex club. Oh, yeah. Just real quick. I had a question about when they got the bill and Bridget Fonda tore off the mm. like the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering that too. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a, Is that a receipt? Like what? Yeah, I don't know. There's maybe a credit card thing. I don't know. Is that a ticket number? Yeah, it's for her car. It's a valet. It was just for valet. Um, I remember something about this movie that I saw at the time and being like 12 or 13 in 1992 when this came out and seeing it and just being – it blew my mind was that uh, one of the, one of the multiple sex scenes in this movie, they were having sex in a chair. Chair. Yeah. Not chair in a chair bed. sex. And I was just like – that's possible. You can do it in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> Blew my mind. What? Yeah. Also in the movie. Yeah, just too too much. This movie's just just opening doors. <laughs> but I definitely re- I definitely recommend watching this movie. There's there's a lot going on. It's pretty bananas. Yeah, but it's fun. And I think it holds up reasonably well too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's dated in that there's like answering machines and you know the crazy computers and all that. But yeah. otherwise, but like I said, it's a very well directed movie. I think it's it's very kind of just beautifully made too yeah. for yeah, as well insane done. of this as insane as this material is. Yeah. I think it's really given the golden treatment yeah, by sure. uh, the director. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Oh goodness, this was a lot. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. No problem. This was fun. Yeah. I feel like totally we had fun. a good old fashioned like phone chat, like when you would <laughs> when you would call up your friends in like junior high or high school and just chat on the phone for hours at a time <laughs> and just talk about nothing. <laughs> hey, I was looking at your cast of your cast your uh, your list of movies that you've done, and I don't see Fifth Element on here. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Be a thing you'd want to do sometime. I yeah, that's hot Bruce Willis. Has the has the has the um who does the costumes? It's uh Gautier. Gautier costumes. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think Fifth Element is on the list. We have not done it yet. I mean, Mila Jovovich is iconic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie's iconic. I mean, yeah, for sure. We'll we'll definitely we'll yeah. definitely hit that. And you're you're welcome to come back on for 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 that production, um, Jose. Do you have? Uh, can you plug anything on this show? Would you like to talk about anything uh, anywhere uh, that people can find you? Yeah, I guess I've got a band camp. Um, so Jose Galvez dot Bandcamp. I guess that would be a place. Got some solo stuff. Awesome. We can uh, yeah. 
we can listen to your cool music on uh, on Bandcamp. Yeah, I'm making. Uh, I'm recording a lot of music in this in this time period, and they're all Corona songs. And I think <laughs> I'm going to keep recording Corona songs till we're out of it. So. This album could be five songs or it could be 35 songs. <laughs> have you, have you recorded my Corona yet? Like my Sharona? No. If you I'm like, not. do you like Pina Corona? <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for coming and definitely, on our show. You all should go check out vstv on yes anywhere podcast or stream go listen to very go listen special to television. old episodes of very special television they're so funny if you love serious episodes of funny sitcoms go listen to very special television and me and jose will make you laugh some more oh my god bridget fonda's throwing the rat on her oh she yeah. threw a rat <laughs> she threw that fucking rat on her <laughs> serves her right fucking yeah, hedra i forgot we didn't <laughs> That thrown rat. In- <laughs> That's some like John Waters. She threw a rat shit right there, throwing on, rodents on on her bloody stump arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, listeners, we would love it if you would uh, rate and review our show. You can find us anywhere podcasts can be found. You're listening to us right now. But if you are on iTunes, we'd love it if you would rate and review us. Give us five stars. Give us five I want to see. I want to see over five. I, I want to see over thirty five star reviews. We soon. need more five star reviews. We need more ratings. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Movies That Made Us Gay. You can also find us on Twitter at MTMUGPod. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.